This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. If you have not been on there yet, make sure you go check out BeatSource.com. We have got so many amazing curated playlists, all the heat for your live streams and mixes and everything you're you're working on musically right now. We also have some amazing news that has just come out. Super exciting. Record Box 6 was just announced and they will have... Beatport and Beat Source link technology inside of it. So you'll be able to DJ from the cloud, online, offline. It's insane the amount of features that are coming out. It's too much for me to explain. Um, I'm sure Mojax and people like that will be reviewing it soon enough and telling you everything, but it's it's pretty crazy. And I'm sure it'll be integrated into Serato and all the stuff we use. Um, but apart from that, I am super excited to have today's guest with us today in the virtual working from home studio setup that we got from rocking the top nightclubs around the world to the most sought after parties from the do over to banana split. He's rocked radio shows on terrestrial radio, done podcasts and radio shows for fool's gold. He makes some of the most top-notch amazing edits that the biggest DJs and producers in the world play in Vegas and all over the place they're unbelievable he's got the resume of an OG but he's got the passion and hunger of someone that just started DJing his skill set and his musical knowledge is insane and I think he could kill it at any party in any type of situation you could put him literally you know from the most chill to the craziest party and he will murder it he's one of those people where stopping is not an option he evolves and adapts to all situations no matter what just like a good dj and a good human no matter what so please give it up for my good friend dj fashion what up that's right that's right that's right thank you for that intro that intro was amazing yes virtual handshake (laughs) virtual handshake yo you know what my favorite part though was you say i can murder the chill party i want to murder a chill party (laughs) i mean you can i've been seeing some of your lives are too chill you're dead (laughs) (laughs) exactly see djs think you just have to play the biggest bangers but if you're in a chill party you gotta murder it (laughs) you guys are so murdered do not even test this dude in the most chill party. Oh my god! Hey, how, <laughs> Yo, how you thank, been, brother? How you holding I've, up? Uh, I've been holding up pretty good, you know, just day by day at this point. Uh, how about you? Good, good, good. For me, this is day thirty of the quarantine. So wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, though, like I like being at home. I know a lot of people are struggling. They're just like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here, and I and I totally get it, and I can't wait to get out and do things too. But yeah, I like being at home. And when I'm not traveling on the road, like I never leave my apartment. So this is kind of just like an extended like week that just won't end. I completely relate. I know I was saying for yeah. the week before we like had to stay inside. I think yeah. I was inside most of that week. And I'm like, oh, I probably yeah. should have gone out. But I was I've, I'm built for this. Like, I'm, yeah, same. You know, like I'm ready to just be I have so much stuff to do inside. I feel like I'm the busiest yeah. person ever right now, too. It's crazy, dude. I'm serious. I feel like I've been busier being at home than like the few days on the road a week. And then I come home and I'm like just doing nothing. But like every day there's like something to do, whether it be, you know, like a live stream or just cleaning or doing laundry or, you know, yeah 
getting ready for, you know, just getting ready to come back into the world again. I know exactly, which I don't know what that'll be like, but I'm ready, yeah. like I said, day by day, you know, and I know. and it, it's fun. Like, it's almost like being in school. Like, I'm exhausted from learning every day about like, okay, OBS, this program, how do I live stream? What goes into my yeah. phone? What, you know, it, yeah. and then talking to other DJs and, and trying to understand how everybody's approaching it, you know? Yeah. What, um, I've seen you on the live stream train. Um, you have like a pretty dope concept and setup. Um, can you describe your setup and concept and what you're doing with that? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's crazy because like the very first weekend, the very first weekend that we were in quarantine, like I was talking to some of the other DJ homies. So I was like, yo, you know, we should, we should really do like a live stream. And everyone was like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And then we kind of just like sat on it for like a week. And then literally the following Saturday, D nice just came onto the scene and exploded. And it was like nuts. And I was like, dude, this is exactly like what I was talking about. And then, so I was just like, okay, um, I'm not going to wait for anyone else. I'm just going to go ahead and do my own setup and, and just do my own thing too. Um, partially because I wanted to make sure I could do something at home and, uh, you know, and follow the social distancing rules and all that right. stuff. And, and uh you know whatever um but but yeah but i saw you know like d nice has his thing and like i saw a couple other people have their concept you know vice is doing the you know uh, uh um yeah the quarantunes uh, yeah quarantunes and um angie v she's doing her thing every day and uh like right. crazy like concept every day is like a whole different concept i mean oh i haven't picked like, hers yet i need to check that dude it's insane it's like one of my favorites i mean they like wear what? costumes and shit every day they'll be like one day will be like oldies day another day will be 80s day another day will be like all female records and like i mean it's just amazing and um i love that uh but yeah so i was just like okay well what's what's something that like i could do besides just like hey here's my camera i'm on like let me just play some records and then i thought like okay you know i have i have a a, a dj following and then i have like an, an art following and so i was like well what if i integrated the two and and um did DJing, but then like I showcase like some art from my collection, like in my background, and then like yeah. I switch it out like every week. So, so that's what I've been doing, and so my uh, my concept is called Club Canvas, I love and it. um and I've I've been kind of like um lagging on like the uh, like pins, but the whole point was to like you know like in the comments at the bottom like pin the information of the painting that's displayed behind me while I play the music. Right. And so I need to, I need to get closer to that, but like you said, everything's been so crazy and busy and hectic. It's just like. Yeah. You know, you got to do this, and then you got to do that. And you're just like, oh, should I? I need to put this information. I got to do that, and it's just like, uh. But it's just trying to get everything organized and like, like, like it looks all nice right here in in your screen. Like it looks like my place is like, like super large and crazy. This room is like so small. My apartment is like 500 square feet, and I can tell you right now, everything around this camera is like hell. Like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. If I turn this this way or this way, yeah. there's the biggest mess ever. And then yeah. this closet has Same. everything I don't want in the background. I'm like, oh God, this isn't Same. It's, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna handle all that later. But yeah, it's the same. And I'm just like, okay, but it's just like, okay, I need people to know that, you know, my life is, you know, wusa. And so that's yeah. how we see things right now. But but that's another reason it just uh, I haven't been like on top of some of those like those things in the in the uh, in the live stream, but the concept is there, and um, people have been hitting me up and they're like, "Yo, what is that painting?" Or like, I, people hit me on the on the DM like, "Yo, I like what you're playing, but I also like that you're doing that kind of vibe." So uh, yeah. it's been fun. It's been cool. I like it. I love it. I think it's such a good concept, and it, it really 
plays into your brand or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but who you are as a person and your real passions of music and yeah. art and everything beyond. And uh, that's the cool thing about this. You really get a vision into every DJ's home and their yeah. life and they're the boss now. They're able to really present it how they want. So, yeah. um, and well, I've been thinking of like better. other things to do. Like, yeah. And whatever. Like I've been thinking about doing kind of like my own like MTV Cribs kind of vibe and just a super mid tour of my like, junior one bedroom, they call it. You know, and show off a few things in the apartment and, you know, my dogs and whatever, you know, show you what's inside my refrigerator. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, that, that's like, I think we should do an all inside your fridge live stream one day. <laughs> You're like, here's It'd the mustard. About 30 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> all DJ mustard songs for the mustard. and then <laughs> Each uh, food will inspire a song like Brussels sprouts, ketchup. I put ketchup on my ketchup. <laughs> Um, so that's, I mean, that's ill. So everyone check it out. I know you're doing one today right now, brother. Yeah. Fuck. It keeps freezing. This is, uh, is brutal, but it's okay. We we got to make it through somehow, bro. It's COVID. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're making it through our, our computer has turned into, uh, has gotten the coronavirus at this point. The, yeah, I mean, the, I, I think it's, it's cool to, um, Oh no! I was gonna say like you're doing your live stream today, um, later on today. So I'll I'll be tuned in for show. Um, I appreciate it, bud. And do you do what's the schedule on it? Um, I've been I, I know a lot of people that go in like every day, and I'm and and I totally respect that. I'm like, yo, you guys are crushing it. Um, right. It's kind to me that's it's overwhelming. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and plus, by going every day for me, it would keep me from seeing other people's and supporting other people's uh, broadcasts. Right. And I do, I try to check in with everyone at least for 10, 15 minutes and I'll, I'll, I'll club hop yeah. know, to different live me streams too. and it, and just show support, you know? Uh, but I do mine Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays from three to 5 PM, unless like these last couple of weekends, I've had clubs that I was actually supposed to be at over the last few weekends. Right. Uh, say, Hey, you know, we were, we were supposed to have you here. Obviously you can't be here. You want to tune in and do the live stream. I caught you at, on the tongue and groove live stream the other night. I did yeah. their live stream a week ago. Dope. And so so instead of doing a whole like four hour party that day or whatever, I just am like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this live stream for this club today, I'm going to go ahead and cancel my regular schedule for that right. Saturday. But other right. than that, it's Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Dope. All right. Tune in, everybody. Yeah, it is like club hopping. It's almost like the radio. Like I yeah. I was I was talking to someone else that mentioned that and like I flip through it like, oh, this, I like what's on. Oh, they're killing it. You know, so it's like you get to see the different uh, whatever they want to do. And I like how people are doing the themes. Like I think yeah. that that is a good approach to it is like, oh, dance hall this yeah. day or whatever. Oldies, wear costumes, yeah. anything you could do. People are stepping it up. I've been yeah. working on doing graphics for mine and um you know whatever you could do it's fun to see the creativity come out in the same way we do with yeah. the music into the live streams yeah um, i caught a little a little bit of politic uh, uh, uh debuted his last night and it was pretty dope he had like the green screen but then he yeah. like featured all these like historic la places like you know dodger stadium and like roscoe's and and it was pretty dope and it was cool and he played like an all west coast set and it was just like it was a, it was a great theme it was great. I was just going to mention yeah. that. Yeah, it was so cool the way they had the green screen over the turntable so like he could turn it into a low rider bouncing up and down yeah. while he's playing like Dr. Dre, Snoop, you know, it was yeah. nuts. Like the the visuals on there were definitely next level yeah. and his set good. went with it musically, the theme. Yeah. So, it's dope. I love seeing all this stuff. 
yeah and 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 you're right people's creativity and like how they're like you know doing different things and that's a, that's again that's one of the reasons why i enjoy angie b set so much is because you know again like every day it's a different thing yeah it's the best idea um yeah it's been hard like when i went on sometimes i was like i'm just gonna play everything but then i'm looking through like damn what should i play so i think yeah. sticking to the theme thing helps um, or yeah. just making a crate of dope new music you want to play or something. Yeah. I try to do like most days I try to do like, like, uh, like last week I did, um, uh, a two thousands rock set, um, for nice. like a first hour. And then the second hour I'm kind of like, okay, now, you know, I, I did that for the first hour, second hour, like, you know, sh shoot some requests at me, like whatever, or whatever I'm feeling, you know, um, the, the first couple weeks I had no alcohol here in the crib. Um, I changed that last week. I just really was just avoiding going to the liquor store. And it was kind of nice. I like cleansed for yeah. almost for about three weeks, uh, which was also nice. Um, but yeah, but now I'm just kind of like, you know, four or five, six shots in. I'm just like, what do you want to hear? Hurry, send me a request. I got 10 minutes left. Uh, but it's dope. But, uh, but yeah, but I did like a new Jack Swing. Like last Tuesday, I did two hours of new Jack Swing. And it was like the most funnest fucking thing like I ever did. That's and dope. um yeah and it was it was so dope but then um but yeah so i'll do like kind of like an hour of like a, a theme and then the second hour i'm just kind of like let people do their thing like you know when i do the 2000s rocks that i'm like hey i'm playing 2000s rock for like the first hour and people are like yo play uh paper boy and i'm like you know <laughs> it's, just, it's just like real life it's like the club yeah it was like it when is, I did like, I did tongue and groove and there was like some dude going bad bunny bad bunny bad bunny you know I'm like chill out dude like yeah. this is worse than being in the club. I know some guy checked in he's like you know he's like you'd have more viewers if you'd change the music and I'm like bro like go away like I'm yeah. doing this for free like oh this is God. for free this is, <laughs> this is for my sanity like exactly it, like, bro it's Instagram there's like 300 million Instagram accounts go yeah. choose another one. That's crazy. So, dude. Anyhow, I know. Whatever. Well, those are the same people from the club. They're just on Instagram now at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are some of the I know you've actually you've been one of the most active checking in and sort of like help yeah. like so being very you're a very supportive DJ yeah. friend, which I think is really cool in the DJ community. You know what I mean? Like you're actively supportive of everybody which i think is important and cool yeah who, who are some of the best uh ones you've seen i know angie v vice some of those are there any other standout ones? yeah some of the other of? guys uh crespo always does a good set yeah, um, yeah. uh uh cosmo baker i love oh, yeah. watching cosmo set it's Disco, so funny you know with it. those old original breaks and stuff um uh, who else have i seen um uh, G uh dj jampane in um in san antonio oh, okay. um crg in Austin, yeah, CRG's um, dope. Morse code, DJ yes. Ivy, some some LA people. You, I saw yours. Couple of, bro, yeah. when you have Jude in the mix, bro, so good, so fun. <laughs> he he loves so good. it. Oh my god, it's so fun. It's it's just fun being able to bond with my son, do it like that, show him what I do, hear what yeah. he wants to do, and see his creative yeah. vision, and it, it's it's the best. It's fun, and then yeah, I caught a couple do over sets. Um, yeah, four colors act the other day. Uh, Pac Quest Love a few times, D Nice obviously a few times, and so it's interesting to see um, what the different things that people are doing. Excuse me. Yeah. And um, uh, but yeah, but like I, I try to, you know, if if I turn on Instagram and I see someone that I know, I'm like, oh, let me let me pop in for a minute, even if it's just for five ten minutes. Like I try to like hang out, you know. Shout out to my brother uh, DJ Slim D. He's yeah. in uh, uh, the o Orange County area, I think, or Anaheim area. He's on there, and like. 
you know, some of these guys, they're not getting a ton of viewers. I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like a lot of us are not getting a ton of viewers. But when you go on and you listen to, uh, to someone, even if it's just for a few minutes, it just shows them. It's like, yo, man, like I came to say what's up. I came to see you. Yeah. Even just for a few minutes, you know, it just let it let you know, like, yo, I saw you. We're here doing your thing. I'm here. And then but I always try to be like, yo, good to see you. Good job. Club hopping. I'm out. I know. I know. I don't want them to think I'm there the whole time. So I'm like, all right, peace out. Yeah. Another good one I just caught, um, uh, Bella Fiasco. She's uh, started to do a few of them too. Uh, Hers the other night was really good um, on Saturday night. And um, the late night ones are kind of dope. Eric Deluxe and Five. Oh um, my God. Oh my gosh. I mean, so funny. uh, The other night was, I mean, it was like historic. Good music, good stuff, but like, man, it, it, every time you go online with those guys, it's just like <laughs> shots, like every three minutes. And um, oh my god, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you definitely got to catch those uh, it, when they're either on We Are Fade, Headliner Music Club, Eric Deluxe or Five. Um, it's all fun, and then it's cool because you get a bunch of the DJ buddies that are in there. I mean, we've all been friends for years. Yeah, and so when you get everybody in the same chat room and everyone's talking shit and everyone's like shot, 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 and then in whatever, and it just I don't know. It's just it's fun. And um, it's it's that camaraderie you need when you have to be at home and you can't be there with your friends in person. Yeah, I agree. So, I even I popped in. I've been seeing people doing these like Zoom rooms or Zoom parties. Yeah. And I just found out this weekend that you can share only your computer audio with the rest uh-huh. of the people. So you can actually like play songs or beats or DJ like from the S9 into Zoom and like the rest of the people will hear it and be able to party with you and you see their reactions. Pretty crazy. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's nuts how it's like, you know, just everything's changing. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, I wonder, do you think this is going to affect, how will this affect DJing, DJs and like music consumption after this, I wonder. Well, it's funny that you say that. Um a couple different things. Well, one thing I noticed is, um, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I did my tongue and groove set a couple weeks ago, yeah. Um, you know, I've been I've been kind of saving like club sets for when I do club accounts. Me too. And um, basically, and because you you never know. You don't want to be like, hey, here's the club in Atlanta, and here's the DJ that we normally bring you, and he's gonna go on and he's gonna play, uh, you know, two hours of yacht rock. Right. You know, and they're like, what is this? Like, and, <laughs> and I did a Yacht Rock set two weeks ago too. And I right. loved it and it was fun. But I know that, that, that the clientele that follows the Tongue and Group account or the Atlantic account or any club account for that matter, they're not trying to log on and hear Yacht Rock for two hours. Right. Um, so I've been trying to save those sets. But when I did that set, I, cause I hadn't done that set in a few weeks or like yeah. played a lot of those records. Right. Like I was like a deer in headlights. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Like I don't even remember what the hot record was at the moment. Like I could not think of it. I was like, oh my God. So I'm like digging into like some past debts and be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. And which was odd to me because it just proves that so much of the music that is out these days is so disposable. Yeah. Like it's out of sight, out of mind. Right. And I told, but then doing these other sets, like I'm playing songs from like 30 years ago. Uh, 20 years ago, you know, classic hip hop sets that you never forgot about because those records were timeless. Right. And, um, but, um, yeah. Why is that? Like, yeah. It's like, it brings out the nostalgia in us for some reason. And also yeah. it shows, 
not like you said, the numbers don't matter. Everyone's just doing their thing. I don't look at it like yeah, a competition. I do it for peace of mind. Right. But at the same time, some of the people that are getting consistent high numbers are playing old school, classic, timeless, amazing yeah. music. When you go on some of the EDM DJs that supposedly have trillions of followers or can pack out spots, you know, maybe some of them will have few hundred or thousands like a low thousands but it's crazy like d nice or someone that's playing music for quote unquote older people or whatever will consistently have crazy numbers so i don't know what that yeah. says about music and djing or what the audience are like you know um yeah. or maybe there's maybe there has been this opportunity to do this and we didn't know like i was talking to mr yeah. best and he mentioned that like Damn, I should have been DJing on a Friday night when I was off because all these people were home and they wanted to hear the old school music, you know, like yeah. maybe if I'm not in the club, I should have, you know, so maybe going forward when we're back in the clubs, there will still be this at home crowd that's down to party with you. Dude, I totally think that's the case. And I I like put putting this stuff together to do it. I thought about that. I was like, you know, I'm going to get fully back to normal the way we're like two months ago. I just, I don't see it happening. It's, it's kind of one of those things where people say, you know, until it happens to you, you never know, you know? And I yeah. feel like it's happened to everyone now. And so everyone knows what is possible and what can happen because we're all stuck. We're all stuck at home. Yeah. And so I think that, I think the live streaming thing will continue to be a more consistent thing, even once things are back to normal. But at the same token, um, uh, you know, like I saw as is, you know, he posted that petition online the other day about yeah. um, trying trying to get um, Instagram and the uh, record labels to allow DJs to play music on Instagram without interruption and being cut off for like copyright. Right. Yeah. And uh, that moving forward, that's I that's going to be it. It's something like that has to be implemented in order for this to continue to move forward, even while we're in quarantine. Right. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. This has been a big debate among DJs. What should I do? I have my following on Instagram, but they're kicking me off. Everyone's telling me to go to Twitch, but I don't want to build up a new following. And yeah, I mean, what can you do? I, I look at it as like, just keep trying and pushing with all the platforms. You know, yeah. we, we all used to, we all met and used to be on MySpace, and now it doesn't yeah. exist. So this is how it goes. These platforms come and go. You have to keep adjusting. Uh, yeah. But but I agree. There needs to be something implemented. Huge shout to DJ As Is. Go check his page and petition and yeah. all that. He's really trying to make a difference with that, and we support him, of course. Um, and but uh, I think that's also a reason why a lot of DJs have been playing older music. Yes, because you're not getting flagged for the older right. music. You're getting flagged for. Although it depends on the older music. Like um, I remember the um, I it was probably like the first. Like the first, I think the first time I streamed, I only got kicked off twice. Yeah. The second time I streamed, I got kicked off nine times. That's and so I, weird. I, I was playing a few newer records, but at the same time, I was playing like old classic Dre records. Right. And like I played like G Thing or something like that, and um, got booted off. And so I think if record, if it had like X amount of like, if it was a hit record or whatever. It's like flag, and so no, but I, I got I got kicked off the tongue and groove stream for playing the new duck sauce that had come out like that day. Yeah, that's so odd. So I don't know, and then and I had played all this other famous stuff before it, and then I play that, and it goes, "This is owned." Boom. So I'm like, I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason. I'm getting DM'd every day. So many people. How do you avoid the copyright? You know, and and yeah. I asked for people on the internet to ask you questions, and that was a bunch of them too. How's he avoiding yeah. the copyright? I'm like. 
I don't think he is. You know, we just I'm not. Keep, just I mean, I'm pushing. getting kicked off the same as everybody else. Yeah, there are days when I get kicked off like once or twice. I have, right. I've actually had a day where I didn't get kicked off at all. Yeah, um, me too. I but, don't understand. But for the most part, I average like three or four times a session I get kicked off. Now, something to keep in mind also, um, yeah. you do get kicked off an hour from when you start. So like, let's say you start a session yes. at three o'clock. At four o'clock, they'll kick you off and you have to restart again. Right. So, but the but the good thing that I've discovered um, by having a burner account, yeah. like to get all my stuff uh, um, figured out, a, like all the sound and everything, burner. is yeah. I notice there's a ten, there's a good ten second delay. So so if I notice that I get kicked off, I have ten seconds to get started again before you guys even realize I'm kicked off. Right. So if if I can get my stuff in order and get back online like right away again. Chances are, as soon as people see that they're kicked off and they click off, they see that I'm right back online again. That's a so good. It is what it is. It's kind of like you just right now. It's what it's all we got. You just right. have to deal with it. Yeah, and I've heard that potentially if you turn the pitch lock off and you just DJ with, if you do the pitch up and it it changes the pitch of it, that'll prevent it a little bit supposedly. Oh really? I, I mean, mean, I run everything hot anyway, so I don't even know. It doesn't sound like the chipmunks, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of like what ab. Yeah, but I don't know. People have their own little tricks, and I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. You just got to keep doing it and keep learning yeah. from it. Um, what are some of the other questions? I want to know some other questions. I'm gonna get to it. I'm I'm gonna put that at the end. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, yo, and also we all know that you have dogs and love your dogs. Um, yeah, they're right next to me right now. How are they? Oh, and they're passed out. They're, they're just passed sleep. out, which I love. I don't even want to wake them up. How are they, they like? They must actually love this because you travel more than a lot of DJs. So, like, are they like, wait, what's happening right now? This is amazing. He's home every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's well, crazy. like one of them, he, uh, King, uh, my older pug, yeah. he's, uh, he, he kind of doesn't know. He doesn't know anything. He, right. I mean, he doesn't know anything. He's, he's, like, he's, what up? <laughs> he's almost 15. He can barely see. He can barely hear. He just, like, whatever, just scratch yeah. me and take me out when I got to go. But the <laughs> other one, she's kind of like what's going on here like you're here a whole lot so now right. like when i when i go to walk outside to just get the mail or take the trash outside or whatever she's just like holy shit he's gone he's gone again <laughs> that's what so, my uh, dog did last night too i went out to grab a package wipe it off come back and i came back and she was spinning around like oh and i'm yeah. like it was two minutes yo. yeah and so it's so she's she's still a little like yo like what's going on here like i don't know i don't get what's going on that's um, amazing but uh um, yeah. what, um, so, you know, people know that like, we've been through a lot together, me and you, we've known each other. We've had so many similar experiences and parallels in our DJ career. Um, I know before I knew you and before we were doing a lot of stuff together, you are from Phoenix, Arizona, and you came up yep. with some legendary DJs like DJ Z trip and others, um, and also helped you know, bring up people like JR and some, some great DJs. Um, can you tell us, you know, some of your background about coming up in Arizona and all that stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, um, you, you're absolutely right. Z, Z trip was the main reason I started DJing. Right. Um, when I was still in high school, um, I was in a dance group. Like, I mean, this, I mean, this is, we're talking late eighties here. Uh, yeah, so damn. it was kind of like, it, like break dancing was kind of starting to shift a little bit in b-boying yeah. and then there were starting to be like some freestyle dancing and so me and a few friends you know uh we would go to the the 18 and up clubs right and we would kind of do our thing and and um that's that's 
right around where I got the name um, fashion. Ah, that's one my... of the internet questions too. So this will answer it. <laughs> yeah. And so, but, but there was this video that me and my friend Keith, um, we used to watch and emulate. Yeah. And called Red Shop. And um, it was a PBS special. It was like amazing. And um, back, back then we were trying to record it on VHS and we were trying to like emulate all the dance moves. And there was other guys in the city that were doing the same thing. And, and uh, we would all meet on a Saturday night at like this 18 and up spot and dance against each other and what have you. And there was one spot in particular called a step above and Z trip was the DJ there. And it was in a strip mall, like right down the street from my house in Scottsdale wow. of all places. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, it got to a point where it just, the, the night wasn't going, it wasn't moving forward. And uh, one night he came up to us, there was maybe like 20 of us in there. And uh, he was just like, yo, like, this is it. This is the last night, but you know, give me your phone number. I'll let you know like where I'm at next. Cause I like seeing you guys do your dancing, whatever. Right. And um, that night I was like, yo man, can I try that? Can I, can I, can I, can I try the, the scratch thing? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sure enough, you know, I, I tried to scratch the record that was playing and it was like, and I was like shook. But then it, he was like, oh, who cares? It's like no one here. Right. But I was like, that one moment changed my whole life. And I was like, I have to know more about this. And uh, he's like, yo, man, come hang at the crib, man. You know, I got a studio set up. Blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, I called him like a day later and hung out with Z Trip. And I mean, I was like over there like every day. And he, like he didn't live close either. Like I lived in Scottsdale, and he lived in like way like west north Phoenix, northwest Phoenix, and so it was like a good forty five minute drive every day. And I was literally going over to his house every day and hang out for like eight hours, just like bullshit. And you show me shit, show me records, whatever. And and uh, that's basically where my background stemmed from, like getting like started. And uh, quick little note, like my first set of turntables were a used set that were actually Z Trip. Wow. That he had commissioned or, or yeah, uh, commissioned to a store, uh, a record store at the time. It was a local mom and pop store called Swell. And um, so he had his turntables for sale in Swell and I bought those turntables. So my very first set of turntables were Z Trip's old turntables. That's legendary. And, uh, you have yeah. them still? Ah, uh, no, no, no. They're long gone. They're long <laughs> gone. I don't know who ended up with them now. Uh, I got, I got, uh, my setup now is from like a few years ago. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, and we remained friends and um, uh, did a bunch of parties together. And, um, you know, I totally came up under him, um, pause. Um, <laughs> and uh, like, uh, like he would do fraternity parties and, and I would help him carry his equipment and crates and help him set up. And he would let me like play like the first 30 minutes and stuff. And um, it got to a point where, um, you know, he had, he had like a nine to five, which was a DJ gig too. He worked at a place called Bobby McGee's. It was like a, a Friday, Saturday night, maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday night spot. And, um, he would have to do that. And then, but some of these fraternity parties would be like, Hey, you know, we need a DJ. He'd be like, Oh, just hire fashion. And, um, that's great. Uh, so that's kind of how, that's kind of how I got my first like solo in. And then yeah. that turned into doing some club gigs and this and that. And then club gig turned into doing radio for 11 years which introduced me to a realm of people, including like AM and um, it just all moved forward from there. So that's how you met AM was by doing radio in Arizona? Was by doing radio in Arizona. 
um, one of our good friends who recently, literally, when I say recently, I mean within the last like few days, um, has, um, uh, I don't want to say fully recovered yet, but is recovering from COVID-19. Oh, wow. And uh, so shout to my brother, Roddy Rod. I hope you're good, brother. Um, uh, Rod, one of my good friends for years, I mean, 20 plus years. And um, Rod was servicing records to the radio station in Phoenix that I worked at. Uh-huh. And um, um, me and Z Trip decided to take a, I mean, like on a whim. It was like four in the morning. At the time, we were roommates. Probably about a year and a half, two years. Um, he uh, he had another roommate uh, in, in his house in Northwest Phoenix. And for like, uh, yeah, for a year, almost two years, I lived uh, like on the couch. Like I rented the couch. And I mean, oh they, they didn't charge me shit. I mean, I was like down on my luck back then. And, um, but, uh, but we, he was like, yo, let's, uh, you want to take a trip to LA? Right. And I was like, yeah, like when he's like, now I'm like, it was like four in the morning. And, and we literally like drove to a rent a car place, rented a car, uh, not just any car, mind you, we rented a convertible and we drove to LA at like five in the morning on like a Wednesday. And, um, like I remember halfway there, we got to about like Indio and it was sun shining out. And I had just woke up and he had the top off and I looked over at him and the whole left side of my face was sunburned. <laughs> 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 it was great. So I showed up in LA and I had like half a sunburned face, but we went to the priority records building right here. Uh, or not the priority records, the CNN building right here on sunset and uh, yeah. Buenga. And at the time priority records owned one of the floors or they operated out of one of the floors. Oh, wow. And, and so we met up with our friend Rod Edwards. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Rod, uh, he introduced us to uh, Carmelita. She was with the Wake Up Show. Yeah. And um, and then also Nick Vidal from the Baker Boys was there fishing for records, playing his sets, and he was wearing uh, a cowboy hat, a tank top, and some assless chaps. What? I mean, it was like yeah, it was like next level. I mean, I think he had shorts on under it, but it was like <laughs> next level. You and we think were like, he had who is shorts? this guy? <laughs> How do you not know? Like, you're like, I'm looking away like, immediately. <laughs> I know. We're like, who is this guy? And I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're in Hollywood right now. Like, whatever. Yeah, um, that's amazing. And then, but at that same meeting, uh, AM happened to be there and was also fishing for records. And so that was the first time I met AM. Crazy. And so, wow. Yeah, that, and that was in like 1996, 97, maybe. Damn. Yeah, because I was already in radio. I started radio in 96, so it was probably like 97, maybe. Wow, that's amazing. And then, obviously, that, I mean, you had then had so many amazing, legendary connections with AM from being on Dexstar to doing Banana Split and all that stuff. Um, do you have any, like, you know, stories from Banana Split or crazy moments that stand out in your head or... Because I know you DJed um, it a bunch of times with Mike B and Aoki and AM and stuff, right? Yeah, I think there was one night. You know, there everyone's seen the photo, and like actually, someone posted on Twitter the other day. It was the, uh, it was all of us, you included. Um, it was the, the it was like the last Dexstar crew yeah. before you know AM had passed away, and we had that photo shoot. And I remember yes. it was a Monday morning, and yeah. I know because we did Banana Split the night before, and literally I like. I played the party and it was so, I remember it was, had to be like July or August. And I remember it was so hot in there and my clothes were soaked. And I remember like, I went back, I stayed with Steve Wonder at his house and I slept on his couch and I was like soaked. And so I like went to the photo shoot the next day and like my pants were still like wet from like the night before. I mean, it was gross. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, we were living right then. 
Oh, and, um, definitely. Yeah, it was. I mean, that, those you would get sweaty in those parties, but it was. Worth I mean, it and great. But that night in particular was like the most fun ever playing banana split that night. And I remember um, I was playing. Am was playing. Uh, I think Grand Theft played that night because we we all were um, we because we had the photo shoot the next day. Yeah. And um, and uh, and I, I still have photos from that night. Um, and um, I remember vividly like Paris Hilton was there that night. There were a couple other people, a couple other celebrities that were there. Um, but that night at the time, Paris was like, she had the TV show. She was on top of the world. Like it was a big deal. Yeah. And I remember at one point, uh, Adam gave her the mic and she cut the music down and she, you know, everyone was kind of like, what's she going to do? And she got on the mic. She goes, I love everyone in here. And I want to fuck each and every one of you right now, LA. And everyone just started like going nuts. And it was like cheering. It's like, okay, drop the next record. And it was just like, I mean, it was explosive. And it was just the night, the vibe in there was just amazing. And it just, there'll never be another party like Banana Split Sunday. It, like, I don't care. Like no Coachella, no festival, no nothing will ever top that little 150 person venue ever. That is Sorry. so legendary. I remember that too. I remember her doing that on the mic and we were all yeah. there that night because we were all in town. I lived there, but everyone was in town. So we all wanted to party at Banana yeah. Split. I think we all drank a lot and then went and did the, that photo shoot the next day. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. So yeah. amazing. And in that photo shoot, I'm wearing my sunglasses. I was so hungover. I and, know. Um, You're like on but, your phone, in, on your sidekick in the in the. Picture. I know. I was. <laughs> I I probably was still kind of drunk and like. But I remember they were just like, "Hey, just be yourself. You know, you don't have to pose or whatever." And I'm just right. Like, okay, well, I'm just gonna like <laughs> whatever. But uh, but that was fun and honestly, uh, that that was a memorable day and um. It was. Uh, very. I was very honored to be a part of that crew. Me too. And um, and I have so much respect for all the all those guys and you know them jeans and Morse code and Steve Wonder and. Ellie Escobar and scene. And I mean, just everyone, uh, Steve Aoki. I mean, yeah, Kevin he was a big, Scott, he was a big part of that. Kevin Scott, grand theft. I mean, everyone's in that pick. It's crazy. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm just glad to see that everyone is still doing their thing. And, uh, yeah, man, I know. RIP AM of course, but he's the man. I mean, he, he really, uh, put together the ultimate squad back then. It was amazing. It yeah. was amazing. I know. Um, what, um, uh, so like I, I mentioned before, like, I feel like you're somebody that doesn't stop in a good way. Like you have been through so much as a DJ and as a human being, um, what's, do you have any advice like to DJs that are listening, whether if they're old, young, whatever, but just <laughs> doing their thing that want to follow in your footsteps in a way, um, just either from your mindset or how you yeah. get the gigs, you know, from, uh, why, what, what keeps you going like that? Um, I mean, really what keeps me going is I, I got rent to pay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I got that. <laughs> but at the I same mean, time, you could yeah. get another job and put all the energy yeah. you put into this towards that. And you would and probably be great me. at that. So yeah. There, and there's trust something me, like, else. I, I mean, I, I've, I've done, I, I've had shit jobs. You know, I was a bus boy for four and a half, five years while I was, you know, while I was sleeping on Z Troop's couch, I bust tables, you know? Right, um, I've been there. I I would fill up perfume bottles all day, and then I would go DJ at night, and like you know, do whatever you yeah. gotta do. But you know what? Those kind of jobs humbled me, and like I'm not I'm not too proud to do anything. I mean, I'll do whatever. I mean, shit. I, 
who knows maybe a month from now you might catch me at the taco bell drive-thru like i don't care like i'm gonna do what i gotta do to you know to stay where i am at um but but yeah just you know i've had a couple people hit me up and they're like hey you know like just like you said like hey what do i do to get where you're at and and, right and i'm I mean, right now I'm kind of like, bro, you don't want to be where I'm at. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm living in LA and my rent is like outstanding and I have no money, you know, coming in, you know, like, yeah, uh, all going but at the same crazy. time, uh, but I understand what they're saying and it's yeah. just, you know, just stay on top, stay on top. You know, I know some people hate hearing about like having your own brand or whatever, but you are, you are a brand, you know, you, you represent yourself. Yeah. And, um, at the end of the day, I've learned no one is going to look out for you except you. You know, right. you have friends and, and, and everyone's trying to do their own thing. You just have to find your identity and, and, and try to just, you know, I don't want to say exploit your identity, but definitely, you know, let people know who you are and, you know, uh, find your, find your niche, you know, yeah. like I felt like I found my niche, you know, a couple of years ago or, uh, you know, five, 10 years ago. And, um, I don't know. Um, but, uh, I think that's, good. I think a lot of it, it's good. But at the same time, like a lot of people are like, well, I want to move to LA or I want to move to Vegas. And, and a lot of people think by doing those things, like you're just automatically in, you know, you're, right. you're, you're going to be the man. Yeah. And it's never, it's never the factor. I mean, no. I know so many guys that have moved to Vegas and are just like, uh, not doing nothing Right. or LA not doing nothing. You know, I know people that have come to LA and moved home. Um, same with Vegas, move, move to Vegas and then move back to where they're at. Um, right. Be the man in your own city. I was going like, to say that. I think that's something that you have done and a lot of people want to skip that step um, is yeah. really like solidify yourself in your own city, lay down your roots, get your fans or people or whatever in that city and make your mark there. And then you can move on to the next place and try to yeah. conquer it, you know, but uh, just, one thing you and I lucked out at, we got on that train before there was social media, yeah. before there were DJ controllers, yep. before there was Serato, before yeah. the, all these things. So we already kind of had laid the groundwork and had done so many things. And so people had worked with us first. And so now there's so many people that are doing, that are DJing and, and trying different things. And, you know, now there's so many DJs that, and I mean, I'm, I can shit on people if I want, but I don't want to shit on anyone right now because we're all fucked right now. Yeah. But no, there are DJs that don't know how to DJ, but they are like, you know what? I'm going to be a DJ because I have like X a million followers because I sold tummy tea, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm just like, okay, uh, sure. That, whatever. Or, you know, I know porn star DJs. I know right. like uh, Instagram model DJs and just like, they just do it just because it's another way for them to either make money or gain followers or recognition yeah, or whatever. Attention, and I mean, yeah. I get it. I respect it. It's the, it's, it's what we live in today. Right. But at the, t at the time we were like the guys that actually did parties. You know, we, yeah. we, we, you knew by hiring one of us, you were going to get your money's worth. Right. And, um, so I kind of go back to that when people are like, well, how did I, how do I get to where you're at? Be that guy be good at what you do, be, be a good DJ, you know, yeah. and be, you know, be good in your market. And then all those things will come. Cause a lot, I see a lot of those models and things, they get booked to do these things. And they're just like, Oh my God, we booked them and we paid them all this money and they were fucking horrendous. Right. And I'm like, yeah, well, what do you expect? You know, like, right. um, yeah, and again, I'm not trying yeah. to like shit on anyone, but at the same time, like what needs to be said needs to be said, you know, there are some good model, uh, DJs and, um, celebrity DJs and 
there are guys that take it seriously. And then there are guys that, again, you know, they trick it off and it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I take this seriously. This is like been like my whole life, you know? Yeah. That's why, like when I do a live stream and I only got 30, 40, 50 viewers, I'm still sweating my ass off yep. because I care about it. Yeah. I care about doing this. Like it means a lot to me. And even if no one's having fun or maybe you even tuning in and you're doing something else and whatever, I'm having fun. You know, I called, I, I, I tweeted something the other night. I was kind of shitty drunk, but I saw uh, there was an artist who did a live stream for the, it was one of the uh, uh, EDC things that they did recently. Yeah. And uh, I, I like what they're doing with that. I like the fact that they're trying to get like the big name DJs to do a set and um, people get to still see them, even though like none of the festivals are hopping on yeah. right now. Z -trip, I saw uh, killed it the other night on that. Yeah, he killed it. And but that's just it. He killed it. He did like a set. It was he dope. Fucking records. He scratched. Really he had dope. a B-boy. You know? Yeah. So stuff that I saw a week ago, I think it was a week ago. It was either a week ago or two weeks ago. I, I don't even know the days anymore. Um, But like, I'm literally watching DJ, like just dancing around with a mask on, never touched anything. <laughs> and it just songs are just changing. I'm like, what is this? Right. Like no headphones. Like no, like, okay, you're obviously playing a pre-recorded mix. It's like, Bro, we're all stuck inside, like fuck for how whoever knows long. Yeah. Show your ass right now. Yeah, like, let's show go. Show your ass. I don't want to see some dude wearing a fucking mask, like dance around while songs are automatically mixing by themselves. What kind of bullshit is that? Right. You know. Meanwhile, there's like thousands of followers, and I and I tweeted. I'm like, I just busted my ass for two hours to play for fifty people, and this guy's dancing around, not even breaking a sweat with all these. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is this? Sorry, am I allowed to curse on this? You, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck fucking yeah. Curse it up. Phony ass shit. Like, <laughs> fuck that bullshit, dude. I'm going to tell you right now, that shit. I don't know. I just don't like it. It is what it is. I don't know. The, the digital game is replicating the uh, real life game in a way. You know, it's in like, certain what's ways. the point? Why show up to stand there to not do anything? Right. Like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the fucking point? You know, yeah, I mean, I think that's the cool thing about this. We get to see all the different things. and I want to hear fuck-ups. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear shit. I know. You know? I mean, shit, I saw Five get so drunk the other night, he threw something at the turntables and the music stopped. You know? <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. No, I saw like, Chris Villa, shit. too. Like, Chris Villa fucked up, brought it back, did a thing, did it, and then ended up doing something dope. And I'm like, that yeah. was great, because you get to see what the process is. Yeah, and that's just it. DJs aren't perfect. Yeah, you know? they they're not supposed to be perfect. That's the world the is not perfect. Like, just be yourself. Just do it. Like, everyone yeah. makes mistakes. Try like, something I'd new. Rather, yeah. yeah, I'd rather train wreck like a hundred times than pretend like I was DJing for you and make you believe I was doing something I wasn't. Like, fuck all that phony bullshit. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, and if anyone has a problem with that, hit them up. I would say I would give you my address, but we're social distancing right now. <laughs> DM him. <laughs> <laughs> you D yeah you got a problem with that dm me dm we'll have fight. it out in the dms you guys can send back mean gifts to each other back and forth <laughs> anyhow it, i mean it is what it is it's the world we live in today but you know yeah i mean I, i'm i'm veering off the back but no at, no at the no day, it needs you know, to be said just, just i hear be you. the man like like care about your craft you know care about right. your craft don't try to be an overnight celebrity you know uh like learn it i mean 
you know. Yeah. Just- well, what about like um like when you're out in the world and doing your thing, what's your approach dealing with club owners or bookers and stuff like that to either get gigs or continue them or like you know, I know a lot of people ask that too cuz they're like how do I need a manager and it's like okay, that, I don't know if that- you don't you don't right. need a manager. But like, I'm so what's, you, you, you don't need a manager. You really DJ everywhere. Like, what's yeah. your, you know, do you have a certain Here's, approach or is just like you said, be yourself, be genuine, do the best job you can do. Is there any other yeah. things to it well, like that? I, I, I look at it like this too. I mean, having management for me right now is still important because I am busier than some guys, right? which I'm super grateful for. But it's it's a it's kind of a thing where the less time I have to I have to uh, communicate with and, right. and and deal with that kind of thing, it allows me time to make mixes, work yeah. on edits, work on original music, like to try to like get things done so that when I have to be back on the road for two three days four days straight, um, all those things I I was able to accomplish before going back out and doing what I do because at right. the end of the day too, the main goal for me is when I'm in somebody's city like. They're going to get 200% from me, whether there's 10 people there or 10,000 people there. And I need to make sure that I'm totally focused on what I'm doing in that market yeah. at all times. And so that's why having a manager uh, is important for me now. Right. Um, if I was getting booked twice a month, I could probably do it on my own. Yeah. You know? And um, so a lot of people think the end all is, oh, if I'm signed with the agency, all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, the money's going to start rolling in and you know, I'm going to be booked 24 seven and whatever. It's not though. You're still, you, they still have to sell you. They still have right. to be like, Hey, we have, here's, here's DJ so-and-so. Uh, we just signed DJ so-and-so he's from X amount, uh, or, uh, wherever city. And, um, he's, here's his available open calendar. And they're like, well, who is this guy? I never heard of this guy. I, I have never seen a mix of him. I don't know. I, I just don't know anything about him right? or her. Yeah. And it's, uh, and that's why, like I said, creating your brand and, and, and being the man where you're from is an important thing because then the word gets out like, oh, you know, and s- suddenly you go from being like a Dallas, like I was, or a Dallas, uh, a, a DJ in Phoenix, like I was, and start making noise in some other markets, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not going to lie. It, it was tough. And even AM told me, he's like, look, when I finally moved to LA, you know, I had just lost my mother and my stepfather uh, nine months apart in yeah. 2007, 2008. And um, AM was like, look, you have to get out of there. Um, I, I, I need to have you in LA. He's like, you need to leave all the disparity behind. And um, he's like, besides, he's like, it's easier to market you as a DJ from Los Angeles than it is a DJ from Phoenix. He's like, when I call people and say, hey, we got this guy fashion, he fucking kills it. And they're like, never heard of him. They're like, oh yeah, you know, he's the man in Phoenix. And they're like, well, how do we, how do we sell a hot DJ from Phoenix to our crowd in Miami right. or whatever? And, and I understood that. And again, I, that doesn't mean that you can't be the man in your market and do things right. that'll help you kind of spread. Um, and at the same time, I mean, we're talking about AM's agency, like he, everything had to be right. And so yeah. he, he, he gave me advice that I took and I'm, I've been in LA now almost 11 years. And he did. He's like, I'm going to get you out here. He's like, we'll get you a couple parties. I did Kim Kardashian's birthday uh, once. Um, he's like, I can sell those things. He's like, I can, I can totally like 
you know, market as, oh, he did Kim Kardashian's birthday, birthday in San Diego. It's Stingeree. And he did this and that and that. And he DJed this and this and that. And they're like, oh, cool. Sounds amazing. We want that guy. Yeah. And so, I don't know. No, that, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, and I think that that shows like that, that some people could take that as like, oh, that's why I got to move to L.A. But it's like, no, you had already built up to that point and you're getting advice from someone that's going to then help you with your business. So, yeah, I had know. already been traveling. I had already yeah. been with Dexter for a year and a half before I even right. made the move to L.A. And I was traveling. But he's like, yo, I could do more things yeah. for you if you were here. So yeah. I already had my name out there in the country. But he was just like, if you were here, though, he goes, I could get you more local things. I could get you more things and and would, it would just help you even go higher. To right. That next, yeah. And the next level. And I just some, didn't I didn't jump in right. Turkey to L.A. and be like, cool, where's all my shit? Well, and something we didn't mention was that I uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You won the next on the decks contest, right? As did you. Yes. So I I won one year and Mark Ronson, you know, picked my mix and we went on tour and all this amazing stuff happened for me and meeting AM and Mark Ronson. And then the next year you won and we were doing that Power 106 thing. And I and who was Aoki was the person. Yeah, he, you, he right? said it was Rockstar Energy Drink and Aoki. And uh, yeah, he chose my mix. And part of that part of that uh, prize was you got on Dexstar. And um, I forget what else. I don't know, Me too. But, but I but I remember that's something to speak about too. Is that always take advantage of whatever opportunities are in front of you. You didn't have to make yeah. that mix and send it in, and you did, and that happened. And yeah. also, nothing could have happened, and you still would have been doing your thing, and you still would have been at this point. But it happened, and you did it. And that's some other good advice to DJs. I think look out for any opportunities and just take advantage of them. Enter remix contests. Enter whatever. You know, you don't know what's yeah. going to happen or who you're going to meet. You know. You know, well, I use the example of like uh, Jay Espinosa, like yeah. years ago, you know, Freestyle, like I would yeah. go, um, I would go to San Jose and Jay Espinosa would open for me when I went there. It was only a couple times, but Jay Espinosa like took the Red Bull freestyle route yeah. and crushed it, you yeah. know, world champion. World, and yeah. he, he, he found his lane and that allowed him to excel even more forward and do other parties and get red yep. and like now he tours doing the red bull thing like for you know whenever they do the contest and um but that's just it it's just like some guys are just like yo how do i find my lane or how do i not do it and not saying that that's you know i don't know if that's what he aspired to do from the giddy up a lot of a lot of guys are just like yo i just want to do clubs and that's all i want to do i just want to do clubs like everyone's like when you dj like i mean i can scratch i'm not like the best at it i mean i'm not chris via or Hubert or you know uh, right, but you're I, good. I, you're really good. I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm okay. I got the basics <laughs> down. But at the same time, that was never my thing. Like, I didn't want to be a scratch guy. I didn't want to just sit down and scratch, you know, for like eight hours straight. I, I think it's amazing. And the people that are really good at it, I'm just like fucking blown away. But for me, it was always like, like, like Kid Capri rocking the mic and, um, and, and, and dropping like the hot breaks and the club records. What I always wanted to do. And that's the path that I took. And that's, what I'm doing, you know, I'm yeah. paying my bills doing that. For sure. Um, um, well, I know we got to get out of here soon because of your stream coming up. Um, I yeah, wanted. I got one. In, I got one in a few minutes. Yeah, but I'm okay. good. Uh, hit me well, with there some was, of those questions. I mean, there was a ton of stuff because I wanted to get into like your process for making edits and all kinds of stuff. But why don't we get into the questions from the internet? Well, uh, you know what? Real quick, I, I, but I like that the process for making edits. I yeah, because your quick. edits are amazing. Like they're. 
they're all over the place in a good way. Like some yeah. of your edits stay in my sets no matter where I go. Whether I'm doing love a corporate party to the biggest club, the way like you'll mix some 90s girl song with a marshmallow thing. And then you'll have some of the craziest hard edits that work in excess with cryo or or at the chill parties where you kill people. No, but you know what chill I mean? Like, <laughs> but you, your edits are just very musical and and cool and they keep the energy and the integrity of the music in a weird way. Where I appreciate it. It just, it's like your DJ set, you blend it together in a, in a perfect way. So like, how do you approach that. that? How do you, how do you do that? Well, first off, I'm a perfectionist at yes. everything. Like <laughs> right. I won't put it out or I won't give it to anything or anyone unless it's exactly the way I would want it. Yeah. And that's no matter what I do. Like I give 200% in everything that I make and everything that I do period or, or, or what's the point. Yeah. So when it comes to edits, like I tried to think of, okay, like, yeah, obviously a lot of guys and, and I respect it because I use a lot of them too. Right. They'll take like, what's the hot record at the moment? Let me flip it so I can take the, maybe like a hot hip hop record at the moment yeah. and use it like in a festival setting or like a setting where I have to play like EDM or trap or whatever. Exactly. So there's that route. I always try to think of like, like, like when I did the, uh, um, yeah, the unwritten, uh, um, yeah. edit with marshmallow. So, good. so like, so I'm not gonna lie. I, I was actually watching, um, and, and I, I get to play it every now and then, but I don't get to play it a lot either. Um, the actual song. So I was watching a, a story, a Instagram story and it was, um, uh, B foul. Yeah. B foul was playing just the regular unwritten on his Instagram story. And I was like, fuck, I haven't played that in forever. And I was like, and I was like, look, everyone's like dancing, they're loving it, whatever. And so um, I, I, I like, I, I'll think, I'll take those ideas. I'll be like, oh shit, like when I hear something and I haven't heard in a while, like I could be at Walgreens checking out, yeah. uh, you know, at the register and I'll hear a song and I'm like, oh shit, like I need to do something with that. So no. I'll, I'll put it in my phone notes. And so I was actually in Reno, Nevada to play at Edge Nightclub. I'm yeah. sitting on the, my bed. I'm just kind of like surfing the internet and I'm like, you know what, let's try to put together a, a edit for this, for this unwritten thing, this Natasha Benningfield thing. And so when I make edits, first things first, everything has to be in the same key. DJs, don't fucking make edits that aren't in the same key. Cause like you get deleted immediately. Yeah. You get ridiculous. deleted immediately. Like it never sounds right. Yeah. It never sounds right. So make sure your shit is in the same key. And so, so I'll surf through and like, you know, I'll go in and I'll look at songs that are like all in the same key and kind of like it right around the same uh, BPM range, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So I was like, okay, well this song works with this song. Let me see what I can do. And then I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can find the Natasha Bedingfield acapella to this. And I did, I found it online and I'm like, holy shit. So between the regular song, the marshmallow song, her acapella, and then every now and then I'll throw in like different builds, like, or like, uh, some, uh, different drum like rolls or whatever uh yeah little fills right and um i mean i made that edit in like an hour just being in my hotel room at edge that night and the best part was i wanted to play it that night and i never even played it because it just wasn't the right <laughs> of setting course. yeah it wasn't the right thing so i was like ah whatever but i sent it out to a few people and then people started to play it and then like i think five i think the first time someone really like played it was um five sent me he was at excess or somewhere and he's like yo chain smokers are playing your natasha bailingfield edit right now and then he sent me wow. a video and i was like amazing it's awesome and then marshmallow started playing it and 
you know, some of the uh, some of the other edits that I've made, I've seen some of the other guys, Yellow Claw and Diplo and some of the other guys playing. So it's fun and it's dope. And, and I, you know, it, it's such a good feeling to know that, like, you came up with an idea and someone was like, that's a good idea. And then they ran it. And, like, you see, like, 20,000 kids at a festival fucking going nuts. And you're just like, meanwhile, I'm sitting on my couch watching it from my phone <laughs> of something that I made. It's really dope. So um, dope. I love it. But yeah, so that that's kind of the way I go about things. I try to think of songs that like people know or like I like I like trying to do some older songs if yeah. it's possible. You know, like I, I did one with Nelly, Ride With Me, and uh Travis Porter, A Ladies and you know, things like that because those are those songs are timeless in my opinion. Yeah. And it's like if you can run those songs, everyone knows how to sing those songs. So if you can kind of flip those records, they're good. Not everything has to be the hottest record that's out right now. Like yeah. when the when Roddy Rich the box came out, I made one. It wasn't my favorite, but I made one. But like 30 people made like a, a box edit yeah. and it was just like only a couple of them were cool. Right. And, um, but it was just like, you don't need to do that. Try to find something original um, that maybe no one else would think of. Those are the ones that I like to fucking play is the ones that people would be like, Oh, I'd never even think of play that song. Oh, but now there's like cool ass edit with it too. Like I'm totally going to run that. I agree. Anyway, that's yeah. how I go about making edits. Dope. And that's a good way to stand out too. You know what I mean? Where it's not just the same yeah. old thing. That's that's really cool. I love that that edit that you made. I play it all the time. Thank you. In the right I never get environment. To play it. <laughs> <laughs> Depends where I, I am. I rarely get to play it, but I'm like, you know what? Whatever. And it's that's great. another thing too. A lot of times I don't get to play the stuff that I make. A lot yeah. of times it's rare I know. Same I with me. It. I have to pick and choose. Like, oh, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. So, but um, I'm like, yeah, but I still have fun making them. And if other people use them, it, you know. I'm yeah. grateful. Oh, it's a rush to see someone else playing it and it's yeah. going well. You're like, yes, this is what it's I awesome. envisioned in my Ableton when I was doing it. <laughs> well, the coolest is like when I'll, I'll log on to someone's live stream and then they'll like play one of my songs or one of my edits. I'm yeah, like, it's like rolling like, in the cool, club. Thank you, respect. Yeah. Or yeah, you walk in the club and someone sees you and then they run with your edits. It's yeah. like, oh shit, what up, cool. It's the so, same. That's what the live stream thing is now. You're like, oh, they checked in. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't expect it. Trust me. Of course. Me. No, you. Same, same. Do you. Just what do um, don't, don't, don't cater all right, to me. Let, let's hit a few questions from the internet and then let's get you yeah. on your stream. We're good. I, I, I can go on late. Go, go ahead. Um, let's, let's all right. Well, um, Phenom from Portland, originally from Chicago, though, a great DJ. That's the man. Uh, he's the man. P P H N M on Twitter. Um, he's one of the funniest Twitter I love guys. Him. Amazing he's DJ. One of the best Twitters out there. Uh, and uh, DJ Kaz, too, is amazing Twitter. But he's such a great DJ. He asks... How did you make all of those flights out of Chicago at 6 a.m.? You so you right just now. some background on that. You're notorious for flying to a city, staying up all night, and flying out no matter where first it is, which out, a lot of DJs are. Out. But you're like the king of it. So how the hell do you do that? I only do it when I'm going home. Okay. So like, so like, I could be in Chicago on Friday, Atlanta Saturday, and then coming home on Sunday. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take an early afternoon flight to Atlanta on a Saturday from Chicago. But yep. if I'm coming home to be with my dogs, you better believe I'm on that first fucking flight. Yeah. And that's the reason. That's the yeah. reason I take the first flight is I just want to come home and be with my dogs. Second reason they do it is because people that, uh, you know, people that party with me in different cities, they know I'm a drinker. I like to go in. And so it's a lot harder for me to be hung over and take an afternoon flight than right. it is to just get on a flight drunk and pass out true and wake up and and go home and but and that's just it it's just like you know when i first started traveling i would go to cities and i'm like oh cool i'm gonna stay an extra day and like sightsee and do all these things 
And then it was kind of like, okay, I've kind of been there, done that. I mean, there's only so many hot dogs in Chicago you can eat or go to the bean. <laughs> and I love it. And I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite cities. I would totally live there. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know what? Go home and see my dogs or see the bean again for the yeah. 18th time. You I'm know? With you. And yeah. so first flight out, always. First flight out. I love it. But yeah, I would always see Phenom. He'd be at underground. I would do uh, El Jefe. And then I would go, I'd hit like uh, Studio Paris, and then I'd go to Underground, and I'd see Phenom at like three in the morning, just crushing it. And I'd take him more shots. And oh my literally, God. Like, okay, Nightmare. I'm gonna Me hop too. back to my, my hotel now and then go right to the airport. That's always Chicago for me, too. I'm like, oh. And God. I've only missed one flight out of Chicago, and it wasn't even my fault. It was weather. Wow. And That's that was impressive. it, yeah. I know. Yeah. I think I've I can't only even... slept through one in Vegas one time. I woke up like way later. And I was like, oh, my phone never went yeah. off. <laughs> I mean, I've missed a couple of flights, but not, never out of Chicago. That, that were my fault, but never out of Chicago. But yeah, same thing. I passed out at the gate in like. Oh, in, like, God. Yeah, that's the worst. At anyway. least you're at the airport. All right, let's but get Phenom, a couple I more in. You, brother. Yes, mad love. Um, we got Jowson. I think that's how you say his name from Twitter. Jowson, what's up? Uh, hey, while he, you're asking me the question, I'm just uh, I'm sending a message to to let everyone know I'm going on a little late, and that's all okay. good. Okay, or let's go. We'll, we'll get you out of here in the next couple minutes. Um, he wants. Well, he, we've already answered this. He wanted to know the advantages of being on an agency like Rich Group over self booking. I think we 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 tackled that. So rewind, yeah. Jowson. You got it. Um, Blue eyes. Well, I, well yeah. I'll tell you one other advantage. A really quick an advantage. Yeah. Here's an here's here's an advantage of that doing the things yourself. You keep all of the money. Yes. When you have an agent, you give up anywhere between 10, 15, 20 percent of yeah. your earnings, depending on what your agreement is with that True. agent. If you can do the work yourself and keep all the money, do the work yourself and keep all the money. I promise right. you. And another thing too is certain clubs like to work with individuals. Other clubs like to work with agencies. So yes. it, it can it can benefit and not benefit you at the same time. I know there were some clubs before that were just like, we only fuck with guys that work with agencies. But I know a lot of people that are just like, we don't fuck with agencies. We either deal with you directly or we don't deal with anyone at all. And so there are a lot of venues that I still work with personally even though I have the agency. Yeah, so it just, same. yeah, I mean, there, there, there's pros and cons to it. So Right. All right. That's a good way to put it. Um, Blue Eyed Soul, a.k.a. Benny from Seattle, another My super guy. homie. He's the best. We, we love him. Hope he's doing all right up there. He wants to Fellow know your- liberal. F uh, yes, he's the best. <laughs> I wanna, He wants to know your favorite piece of art and why. Is that a hard question? I don't know. Um, you know what? I, I would say my favorite piece of art is not even something I own. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite paintings is uh, a Franz Klein painting hanging in the Museum of Modern Art. Um, I'm actually posing next to it in one of my Instagram posts. I'll send you the link if you want to post it later. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I love all the stuff that I have, and uh, but it, it it changes, it changes here and there. So I'll I'll have something for a while, and then other things I'll have a little less. But um. Um, actually, if you want to, if you want to hold on one second, so this painting behind me, keep, okay. keep, keep looking, this yeah. painting behind me, this is by an artist named Joel Mesler. Um, he's a friend of mine. He's out of New York. Oh, give me okay. one second. Hold that yeah. thought. Okay. We're holding it. Hold that thought people. Yeah. This is strictly for All the right, video people. Audio. You're not okay. seeing this. <laughs> okay. So here we go. So, so, uh, I actually have a self-portrait of myself also made by Joel Wow, Mugler. That's me. That's me. How do I look? 
Do it look uh, just like me or what? It looks exactly like you. <laughs> no, but that's, that's super dope. Yeah. So, th- so I actually really like this one. I always wanted to get a self-portrait uh, done, and but um, uh, but I like Joel's work, and um, and uh, yeah, and he made this for me and gave this to me, and so yeah. So I, I really have cool. to say, this is one of my favorite paintings. Great. All right. There we go. Story. We got an example for all you people listening on the podcast. You got to tune into the YouTube to see this. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got a couple more, and then let's get you on your stream. Uh, DJ P dot wants to know best. Uh, oh, well, we kind of answered this too. Best and most embarrassing moments from Banana Split era. I think you had some good ones. I mean, if you want to go into it, you can. Um, I don't. I don't think I had any embarrassing moments, really. Um, nah. I mean, that Paris Hilton story was pretty damn good. And it was then, good. That was, that was probably a best moment. That was, that was the best moment. Yeah. I, I tell you, I'll, it wasn't from Banana Split, but real quick, embarrassing moment. I did a club in D.C. called Lotus. Yes. Um, this was years ago. And um, I, I got into town. I wasn't feeling well. I was under the weather. Um, and turns out I had food poisoning. Uh. And um, I'm at the club. And thankfully, the, the, the DJ booth, like, you know, it faced out. And behind the DJ booth, you walked out a door. And the office was right there. And the office was like, had a full blown bathroom. I mean, they had a tub, a shower, a sink, a whole nine yards. Right. You know, it's just like, yeah, you could like live in the back office. And uh, I wasn't feeling too hot. And um, I mean, it hit me and I'm like, holy shit, I'm about to have like explosive diarrhea. Like right now in the middle of my fucking set at like one in the morning in Washington, DC at Lotus nightclub. So <laughs> I look at the light guy and I'm like, I'm going to put a mix on and I'm going to go do what I got to do. I was like, don't touch anything. Just fucking let it run. We're good. I was yeah. like, I'll be back in like 10 to 15 minutes because I knew it was going to be a minute. <laughs> so I put the mix on. I go in. I'm in the bathroom. I'm like picking up a magazine. I'm like, you know, trying to not be sick. And at the same time, I'm like, it just, I mean, I'm just yeah. sick as fuck. I hear the fucking music go off. No. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Then I hear the guy get on the mic. And then I hear That's him horrible. being like, hold on. Uh, yeah, we're, we'll be right back up. And, and I'm like, what the no. fuck is going on? So the guy, the, D, the light guy, decided he was just going to try to DJ. No, but then no, didn't no, know no. what the fuck he was doing. So I'm in the bathroom, literally like pants around my ankles, just like, you know, spewing my guts out. Oh, and God. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm literally, and I was like, I'm sweaty. I'm all fucking gross. I mean, anyone who's had food poisoning, you know the feeling. It's just fucking yes. nasty. I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm thinking, okay, not only do I have to finish doing what I got to do, I got to clean up before I go back out there. I can't, yeah. I got to like wash my hands and wash my face. And like, oh, wow. I get out there and still no music, still no music for like eight to 10 minutes, no music. I finally wow. go out there. I hit one button. We had music. I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm yelling at the guy. What the fuck? I said, don't touch anything. Yeah. I mean, it was like a nightmare. But had, I finished you had the rest one of the job. Night. That's crazy. Uh, uh, it was, uh, that was the worst. That was the fucking worst. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Right, that, that's don't pretty think amazing. it can't happen to you. It can happen. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've had some Okay, so that's probably the most embarrassing moment. All right, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. You want a couple more? There's, some, there's a couple sure. good ones. All right. Um, well, Smash the Club asked about the story behind that photo from Dexar, which we told. Um, yeah. And you can see that on Twitter. Um, and uh, let's see. Greg P. wanted you to give us a DJ AM story, which we had a few in this, so they're pretty good. If you have another one you want to tell, go for it. But we had some good ones. Um, I mean, I, I want to say that the, the best AM story I have uh, is probably the one I told, it, which was basically he said, look, man, he's like, 
Well, I, I, actually, I'll, I'll give you this one real quick. Um, so the, when I first linked up with AM at the time, before yeah. it was called Dexstar, it was called the Disc Jockey Company. Yes, I remember. I was the first DJ on it, period, <laughs> I remember. And they were like, it's called the DJ Company. I'm like, uh, okay, it's a great name. Yeah, so so uh, I, he, I, yeah, I was still in Phoenix. This is before we'd even done anything. And um, one of my friends, he was a promoter in Phoenix. He was like, look, he's like, we have this, uh, we have this, um, event there was like a football player for the arizona cardinals he had just opened up like a denim store in like uh, chandler arizona yeah. and uh you know and they, they were in tune with like fashion and like the, uh, celebrities and shit and he's like yo so they want to do a, like an opening party at this uh venue called miss he's like and uh we booked dj am it's going to be an early party it's going to be from like 7 to 10 p.m okay he's like we booked dj am to dj and then we booked kim kardashian to host because at the time Kim Kardashian was like, she was, it, it was, it was Paris and Nikki. It was Paris yeah. and Nikki and, or, and Nicole Richie. And yeah. Kim Kardashian wasn't as popular as she was then. No, so I like, remember I did a club and she was the host and the people from the club were like, who is this? Kick her off. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> that was it. They're like, yeah, we couldn't afford Paris. So we got Kim. And, um, so they, but the guy was like, yo, like, uh, we know that's your guy. Do you want to open? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I did that party with the AM. I still have a picture of us together. I'll send that to you as well. Yeah, uh, from that night. And he said, um, he said, uh, I, I was I was playing some of my like at the time mashups. Yes. Um, you know, and he was like, "Bro, these are great." Blah blah blah. He's like, "You know, I hadn't seen you in so long because we 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 had re talked over email a few times." But he's like, "I hadn't seen you in so long." He's like, "Look, at the end of the thing, he goes, I'm starting this new DJ agency. It's called the Disc Jockey Company. Do you want to be part of it?'" And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I'm like, "What do I got to do?" And he goes, oh, you know, just, you know, travel around the country and like DJ and make good money. And I'm like, okay. And I'm huh. thinking to myself, like, you know how many people have been like, hey, man, I just started this t-shirt brand. I'm right. going to send you some t-shirts. Like, yeah. cool. And I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, it's all just like, ah, whatever. If, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Two days later, he calls me up. He's like, bro, he's like, what are you doing on Thursday night? I'm like, uh, nothing. I was like, I got a DJ Friday morning at the radio station at like 5 a.m. And he goes, you think you can get it off? I'm like, yeah, uh, I, I can get it off. And he goes, cool. I booked you a gig in Sacramento at the park. Shout and I'm to like, Brian. Yeah, shout to Brian. And I'm like, holy shit. And he goes, yeah, man. And it was for a lot of money. And I was like, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, no fucking way. And he's like, no, bro. He goes, you're good. He goes, just go out there. He goes, just kill it. He goes, just represent, kill it for us. You know, I was like, uh, okay. And I did. I went out there and I did the gig and we had fun and brian was cool as fuck and he paid me in cash and i yes. was on the first flight out because i still had to go be at the radio station uh the next morning even though i got there late right and i just remember sitting on the very last row of southwest airlines plane i made sure i got on early and i went to the very last row window seat and i pull out this wad of fucking cash and i'm like counting it and i'm looking at it like this is the most money i've held in my hand in my entire life from one night of DJing and best. that was it that it, it, it all kind of started from there and um, that's one of my most memorable AM stories because when he asked me to be part of that team that's when he put me on and my life has been amazing from that moment on so that's my AM story that's my that's my amazing AM story that's so great I had a similar yeah. experience like with that in the in the way that 
um, his manager, LV, shout to LV. Um, yeah. Same thing. They were like, are you willing to work with us to be on this team? I was like, yeah, sure. So I think it was like the next day or a couple of days later, same kind of thing. I get a call. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just chilling. Uh, AM has a gig in, in Dallas for Absolute Vodka, um, but he can't do it. Uh, do you think you could do it? I'm like, yeah. When is it? They're like, tonight. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and they're like, go to the airport now, buy the first flight you can to Dallas, get there as soon as you can, run to this venue and DJ. I was like, okay, same thing. Like, go get paid more than I got paid ever. It was insane. I ended up meeting Parker Lawson. Shout to him. Yep. He ends up becoming one of my good friends. Matthew, all these amazing people out there. Yep. Get paid. Do the dope. Is cor- one of my first corporate gigs. I mean, it was so unbelievable. So same kind of thing. Like, And my life, same thing, has been... It's been this insane snowball that just keeps rolling somehow. You well, know? the craziest part about about Dexstar and the, and the disc jockey company, you know, at that time, I mean, I remember I remember AM saying because if you look at that photo, like we're it, there's some really good DJs. We're not yeah. the cutest group in there, <laughs> but you know, by any means, you know, Didn't like matter. but but AM was like, you know what? He goes, these are guys that I look up to. I respect. They're skilled DJs. They know how to DJ. And, yeah. and he, he always told me, he goes, look, man, he goes, you're good at what you do. He goes, you deserve to be heard other than just Phoenix. And that yeah. he's like, that's why I put you on. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's yeah. amazing. I mean, and endless, endless, endless. Thank you. Yeah. Adam. So me too. What endless, else? Endless. Hit me like one or two more questions. Oh, I cut out some of them that were. St- I mean, we we hit on a lot of them just randomly. Someone Mateo digs vinyl asks, "How do you avoid the copyright cops on Instagram?" But we uh, we went you don't. through that. You yeah. don't. You just you just do you, do your best, um, and just be ready to just pay attention to your camera, and then when it turns off, just try to turn it back on right away so that you're you don't lose your fans. Right. Like right away. And uh, DJ Marvel from Texas asks, does ah. Dallas have the best after the club donuts in the game? I mean, that could be the best donuts in the game of donuts. Period. Where? Like, what what spot? I don't even remember. I don't even remember the spot. I just remember because he, I just remember he showed up. He had a box of donuts and I was shit faced drunk. And I remember like, he's like, pick the, pick the two you want now because everyone's going to take them. And I was like, oh, I'll take those two. Um, but crazy. they were amazing. It's just some of them like mom and pop spot in the, wow. in the suburbs. And, uh, I love, yeah, I love finding all like going to each place. You're in Pittsburgh at Primanti's eating a crazy sandwich oh. with uh, shout out nugget. Takes yeah. me to Primanti's every time. I, he's like, where do you want to go to eat? I'm like, bro, Primanti's like, bro, like I never get to eat this shit. You get to eat it all the time. Everywhere and when I go to those it. mom and pop spots, I try to buy a t-shirt for them. Like I'm wearing my favorite. It's my favorite sandwich shop in LA right here. Large Tremont wine and cheese. Yes. I always I try I, to rock t-shirts from the places that I eat at. Me too. I had my Gilbert's shirt on, the best Mexican food in LA. So. Nice. I got my Apple Pan hat in the mail the other day. Ooh, I had to. It's red. Crucial. It's MAGA, which I kind of dislike, yeah, but it is what it is. Like It's Apple Pan, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so. Apple Pan. Apple Pan is the spot. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's uh that's unbelievable i think we covered a lot of bases obviously we could have a part two and do a lot more which we will hopefully we'll do a part two in person at the studio man i'm down i'm totally down and um thank you for having me thank you to everybody that asked questions yes um thanks to everyone that's actually going to listen to this and like gives a shit about what i gotta say for sure and um if you can um tune in um i'm running a little bit late today but i don't care we're gonna go on in about five minutes uh tuesdays thursdays saturdays three to five p.m live streaming from my living room, always have the dogs in there at some point, always taking a few shots of Tito's, always taking requests. 
follow me at fashion f-a-s-h-e-n and um give me a shout and um let me know when you're playing and if i see you online i'll tune into yours as well yes you are the man it was a pleasure having you on thank you so much have a great live stream i'm gonna hey, tune in yeah we're gonna talk we're gonna talk later tonight anyway i For I, sure. I, I got something brewing involving some kids pause Oh, okay. Um, Dope. And so, um, but I know that you did the you do the the, the kid thing with Jude, and uh, yeah. so I got I'm gonna do a little something special for the building that I live in and all the families here. So Yo, we'll let's talk. Do it. But okay. But uh, but Spider, I love you. You're love my brother you. for life. Yo, you too, my dude. Thank you. All right, stay on here. I'm gonna talk to you in a second. The thank you guys for tuning in. This has been the 20 podcast. It is brought to you by Beat Source. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Thank you, Fashion. We will talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you, brother. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.